What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is The Road to 100. I want to welcome everyone right now, this very moment, to the Blazing Defender Report! I'm your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? I want to thank everyone that's already in the chat. I want to thank everybody that listens on iTunes. I just want to fucking thank everybody because I'm thankful today. I don't know why, I just am. Uh, had a good day today, so I'm going to continue that right here with you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on a Friday. I know it's a little weird, right? Just crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. Uh, it was like the White Walkers fucking came to town here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's fucking cold. I think it's cold everywhere. So glad you guys could sit with me right now. We're going to nerd out for a little bit. I got a great show for you, man. I know I say that all the time, right? But I think I mean it this time. Like, I swear to God, I'm not trying to lie to you. I always think they're great until they're over. And then I'm like, wow, I totally started the whole show by lying to everyone. <laughs> no, but hey, uh, I do. I think I got a great show. Um, yeah, maybe a secret Avenger to show up at Endgame. We're going to travel to Speculation Town. Imagine that, us doing that on a report, but we're going to talk about it. I think it's a pretty good argument, actually. We're going to talk about the Birds of Prey teaser trailer. Motherfucker, what did did I just say? I'm going to have to rewind that. That just made up a new thing, I think. The Birds of Prey teaser trailer. Yeah, that's better. Live, baby. We're live. So this shit gets fucked up constantly. Um, yeah, what the hell was that trailer about anyway? Like, no, no clue. No clue. But we're going to break it down for you anyway. Uh, ben says, bye-bye, batty. Uh, which I may shed some tears during that segment. I'm still trying to process this. But it doesn't look like Ben's going to be the Batman anymore. Some of you are glad, and I don't know why, because it looks like uh, Nick Jonas is going to be fucking Bruce Wayne. So you guys fucking asked for that shit. Uh, and as always, comic books. And man, I've got a book that I have been dying to talk about, but it hasn't been good. And I haven't. He's one of my favorites, and finally he makes... The, the countdown. He makes the review. Like, the books I review, guys, because I had some people ask me this after the last show. Aren't you reading this and aren't you reading this? Yes, I am reading those. But sometimes they don't make the show. Uh, I take some of the best books that I can find to make the show. And I'm also doing a new thing now where I'm taking a book that I normally wouldn't read. And I just like, sometimes it's a cover that grabs me. Sometimes it's the people that are writing the book. It got no fanfare, and then it's out, and I'm like, where did this come from? And uh, I've got one today, and it was a gem. This book is a fucking gem. You're going to love it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. But first, 
You guys, I know a lot of you have came out to uh, get the shirts from the uh, T Public. T Public had a sale. Thank you so much for that. And also, uh, this is actually one of those shirts. It's super soft. I, I would very, very much recommend that you pay up and get the super soft shirt. This thing's awesome. Like, it really, really feels good. Uh, and then, like, there's stickers. Yo, man, check that shit out, dog. You could put that on the back of your phone cup, dog. There you go. You want to be pimp? Pimp your phone out with the fucking Blazing Defender Report sticker. Just put, you know, you put one on your, like, both sides of your face. It should be cool. Uh, put them on your fucking cigar boxes, your coolers. You can put them fucking wherever you want to. But yeah, check those out. Those are also at Public and also coffee mugs. Uh, I don't have a coffee mug yet, but I definitely need to get one. Um, so yeah, please check that out. Uh, maybe my man, Debo, uh, since he's in the chat, I'm hoping. How big are the stickers? Yeah, they're this big. Like, you know, I could put my dick up to it. It'd be just about that size, I guess. Dick size. <laughs> my dick size. Uh, but yeah, they're they're good size, really, man. Like, okay, here's a can of Rockstar, which is not a sponsor of the show, which I wish they were, but here we go. Like, right there. That's the size. Two and a half inches, I think that is. Uh, so, maybe a little bit bigger than my dick. But, uh, yeah, check them out. The, the the stickers look pretty cool. Like, they're really cool. And it's not like a big square sticker. It's like the the cutout of the of the emblem, which is, I, I always I always dig that. Uh, and maybe Debo will put post the link up again. Uh, I'm really having a problem today. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, I'm going to get it together, I promise. Normally, I'm bad, but I'm not this bad. Uh, and real quick, um, sponsor, or I'm going to give sponsor shout-outs. Collector Zone. Guys, I'm going to tell a story really quick, really quick. I was buying something. It was, a, it was a Funko Pop on eBay. And this guy reached out to me, instant messaged me. I was in a chiropractor's office. He instant messaged me. And he's like, hey... I know you ordered this, but are you sure this is what you wanted because I have these? And I was like, holy shit, this dude just from eBay just instant messaged me about my order. I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm like, no, 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 this is what I want. But if you have one of those, I'll take one of those as well. Oh, cool, man. Hey, I'll put it with this order. You'll pay the same shipping price. And I'm like, man, thank you so much. So long story short, as we got to talking Told him about a podcast that I do. It's comic book related. You know, I talk about toys and stuff sometimes. And lo and behold, it was Marcos. Marcos is a lot of times in the chat. He watches the show. And uh, he, we're friends. And he sponsors the show. And, and Collector's Own is just a great place to buy stuff. Like, if you're going to buy collectibles. And they used to only do, like, Funko Pops. Now they do Mezco, Sideshow, High-End Toys. Uh, NECA, they do a lot of cool stuff. Go to CollectorZone.com, check it out. Go to CollectorZone Cantina. It's a Facebook group, a really, really positive Facebook group. And I just seen he was in the chat, Ryan Gastinger, who's my cousin, full disclosure, uh, shameless plug for my cousin. Yes, I can do that. It's my fucking show. I'll do what I want. Um, but Ryan has a group. They're called Orcs, O-R-C-S, Ohio River, Ohio River Valley Cosplayers. And uh, society works. That's what the S stands for, right, Ryan? Ryan, if you will post a link to your group in the in the in the live chat, please. Uh, this is another very very positive Facebook group. Uh, you know all the political drama, all the you know patriots shit. Uh, yeah, let's. We don't want to see that shit all the time. Go to Orcs. Go to Collector's Own Canteen. It's a great place. 
for just positivity, okay? And another great place for positivity is right here on the fucking report. And we're going to be positive here in just a second, I promise. Hold on. Um, I just want to tell you guys real quick, I'm, I'm going to be ch- not changing the format of the report, but I am going to be doing some extra shows where me and some guests, and man, I've got a guest lined up if he... If he follows through, it's going to be big. It's going to be major. I'm really, really excited about it. He's a huge comic book fan, this cat is. And you're going to know him from something else. But when I bring him on the show, I'm going to make a deal with him. We're not talking about none of that because he talks about that shit all the time. We're going to talk comic books because he's a huge fan. You guys are going to love it. I can't disclose it yet until I get him in the books. But when I do, you guys are going to hear about it first. But we're going to be talking. And that, his, that show will be a little bit different to where... Um, we're just going to, uh, me and the guests that I choose, we're going to be talking about our favorite comic book runs, like uh, like story arcs, like The Dark Knight Returns, or uh, The God Butcher, you know, Thor, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Civil War, the first Civil War. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about, uh, you know, Infinity Crisis, War on Infinite Earth, stuff like that. And we're just going to talk about what these storylines meant to us and what we thought about them as we were reading them and what we think about them now being older. Because believe it or not, when you get older, your fucking perspective changes. Like, do they hold up? That's what I'm real curious about to reread these classic storylines. So uh, stay stay tuned for that. You're really going to dig that, I think. But it's going to be a little bit different than the show, right? Okay. Uh, really, really quick, I want to talk about Frankfurt Con. Went to Frankfurt Con last weekend, met Marv Wolfman, did an interview with Brian Rodman from Memoirs of an Angel, who's been on the show, who we did a live show right there at the con, which was really fun and really cool. Brian's a fantastic guest. Um because he lets me talk mainly he just sits there and uh, nods and which is a great guest no brian's really really versed in comics he still reads and uh he's just a fan right he's a fan of the genre he created a comic book so it should be right uh but marv wolfman was super cool went to his panel and uh no one was asking questions at marv wolfman's panel there was like 30 of us and the guy running the panel who did a great job i met him i just fucking can't think of his name um, bonehead, bonehead humor podcasts. He does the podcast. I told him I'd give him a plug. Um, and no one's asking him, so he's like, no one has a question for tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck this, man. Yes, me, me, Marv Wolfman, me. So, uh, Marv, you know, yeah. And I asked him if he could pick one. This was the best question I asked him. I thought I said if you could pick one comic book creator because I feel like we're in the new age. I feel like we're in the new age of just incredible writers, super, super talented artists. And I'm not saying it's going to be as good as the classical. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I believe we're in a new era. And people are going to look back and see Tom King, Jason Aaron, Jeff Johns. And they're going to say, holy shit, man. Those were fucking rock stars back in the day. Why can't we have writers like that now? Right? So uh, Marv, being a fucking legend, he created Blade. If you're not familiar, he created Blade. He created Deathstroke. He actually signed my first appearance of Deathstroke in Teen Titans number two. Getting that shit CGC. Believe that, boy. So, uh, yeah, he was like, is this not CGC? You need to have the CGC. I was like, ah, I totally agree. But uh, so I asked him who he would want to work with. Like, what creator now would you want to work with? And you know what he said? He, he said, he gave me the political answer, right? He goes, well, there's just so many great, you know, I agree. I believe there's so much talent in the industry right now. And there's just, oh, I don't know if I could pick one. I said, Marv Wolfman, 
you know, when you, when people are famous, you don't call them like Marv. You go Marv Wolfman. Like you have to say both names because they're famous. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like Marv Wolfman. Your mind went to somebody. Like everybody's turned around. Like who who's this fucking guy talking to Marv Wolfman like this? I'm like motherfucking BD, motherfucking Blazing Defender. That's who. I said Marv Wolfman. Your mind went somewhere when I asked you that question. A name popped into your head. What name was it? It don't have to be, you know, we're not binding you to a contract. And he goes, Tom King. I would really like to work with Tom King. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, Marv Wolfman. You're the fucking man. I fucking love you. No, I mean, that was a fantastic answer. But I would love to get Marv on the show. And I'm working on a little something to get him back at Dragon Con. If I can get him back at Dragon Con, I told him the deal was he had to come do my panel. And he said, absolutely, no doubt, I would love to. So, uh, Frankfurt Con, guys, I tell you all the time, if, you, if you're not going to go to a Comic Con, you really should. Because they're just, they're just a lot of fucking fun, right? Uh, they're just a lot of fun. So, uh, motherfucking BDBI, that's right, that's right, Ryan. Hey, Jay, what's up? Jay's in the house, Nehru, Nehru, motherfucker. All right, uh, so we're going to get started, because we got a lot to fucking talk about, man, because I want to get to these comics, these comics look fantastic. Okay, first of all, I don't have an image for this, so I apologize. I have images for fucking everything else, but I just thought about this. Brian Taylor, who I believe is in the chat, uh, I think I've seen him pop in there, he sent me a, a, a link the other day. And it said that apparently the first initial reports from Captain Marvel, the cat is stealing the show. Goose, the cat is stealing the show. Okay, now there's been some speculation. We're not in speculation town. We're on the we're on the expressway coming up on the ramp of speculation town because we're getting the fuck off there here in a second. Okay, when we talk about the Secret Avenger, but as of right now, Goose the Cat, okay, could or could not be a Flarkin. Now, I don't even know what Flarkin is, but it sounds fantastic. I just love saying, like, fucking Flarkin. I mean, like, that should be a saying. But no, actually, a Flarkin is a shape-shifting alien that actually befriended Carol Davers in the comic books. So, so there was speculation, and there's that word again, drinking game, everybody drink, speculation, uh, that this cat in the trailer, and there's a toy in her, I believe it's her Marvel Legends figure, there's the goose, the cat is with her, which was called Chewy, by the way, in the comics. And they changed it because DC, Star Wars, Chewy, get it. So they named it Goose because he's a fighter pilot. Get it? Oh, Goose died. Maybe the cat dies. Maybe that's why. It, holy shit. Did we just spoil it? I don't know. Maybe we just spoiled it. Maybe Goose dies and that's why he steals the show. I don't know. Maybe he's a fucking Flarkin. I don't know. It's if Every time I say Flarkin, I'm going to say fucking in front of it. You probably bet your ass I'm going to. Because uh, it's just fun to fucking say. Go on, everybody do it. Fucking Flarkin. Say it with fucking Flarkin. It's fun. So anyway, apparently this cat is stealing the show in Captain Marvel. Now, my question is, is it because he's probably the best actor in the movie? I mean, right? Huh? Are you with me? You know, Brie Larson? She's kind of sucking right now. I don't know. But the reviews have been super, super positive and I believe the article said some people are saying the best Marvel movie yet. What? Better than Infinity War? 
Stop it. Shut your mouth. It's not. I don't give a shit. Look, guys, I'm trying to go in glass half full. It's not that good. It's not going to be as good as Infinity War. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but, man, I hope it is. I really, really do hope it is. Uh, but we'll see. Um, uh, language. You kiss your mother with that mouth, Jake? Yeah, I do. I do kiss my mom with that mouth. And she said, get the fuck off me. That's what my mom says. All right. So I uh, just wanted to throw that tidbit out there. I don't have anything on it, but there, there you have it. All right. So uh let's get to it man all right so where is oh man oh my god this sucks is it here no i'm gonna go ahead and put that up though bang all right that's not what y'all gonna see sorry i'm getting my images ready and then i thought i had a thought i had an image for her. All right, we're going to really talk about um, Crisis Splash, X4 Splash. You really want to hear me do this, don't you? This is awesome, especially especially for iTunes listeners. They're like, fuck this guy. I'm gone. Don't blame you. I would be too. All right, I have no, no image for uh, the Birds of Prey trailer. Okay. When I initially watched it, I said, what the fuck? What is this? Like, weird, weird, weird. So, if they're trying to set a tone with that weird-ass trailer, I guess they did. All right, so we'll see. I'll thank you, D, for putting that link up. Appreciate that. Um, so, if you slow that trailer down, we get a look at the cast. Okay? And, and first, we see, um, of course, we see... Margot Robbie as as Harley. She's back, obviously. Uh, the only thing that carried the Suicide Squad movie, in my opinion. Uh, we see the Huntress for the first time. Looks pretty good. Uh, now, the cast, the you see this pink cast, and if you slow it down, it says, Gotham is my city, written on the cast and some other stuff. That is apparently Cassandra Kane. Now, Cassandra Kane or Cassandra Kane was a Batgirl in the comics. And she was raised by a mercenary that did not teach her to speak, but to read body language instead. Now, the cool thing about Cassandra Kane is I loved Batgirl. I believe it was the new 52. Uh, but she's like one of the most skilled hand-to-hand fighters in the DC universe. Like she could give Batman a run for his money. This little girl uh, that doesn't really speak. She kind of picks up words here and there. But, um, so, but we're, I don't know if she's going to be Batgirl in this. I have no idea. Like, why is her arm in a cast? That's weird. So, again, the fucking trailer, right? So, then you've got Renee Montoya. Now, she was created by uh, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini in the Batman animated show. Which, fun fact, so was Harley Quinn. Now, if you zoom in on Harley's neck collar, it has a dog bone and on that dog bone, it says Bruce. Bruce. Well, could it be Bruce Wayne? Is Wayne hitting that shit now? No. Uh, it's probably not a nod to Bruce Wayne. It's probably more of a nod to Bruce Tim, the creator uh, of the Batman animated series, which to some people, it's still the best portrayal of the Batman. I'm not going to argue that. I'm really, really not going to argue that because I lo- absolutely fucking loved that 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 series. So it's probably to her. So Renee Montoya, who later becomes the question. Now, 
there is a novel out there where Batman, Bruce Wayne, goes to learn about the ma- of being the master of the skies from the question. And the question is, I was had no introduction to this character. I didn't had no, nothing about him. I read this novel, and it was just fucking fantastic. It's like Batman Year One A kind of shit. Like he's not even the Batman yet because he's still learning how to work his alias and stuff. So he goes to this guy called the Question. Well, Renee Montoya, her mentor was the Question. Now Renee's kind of got a drinking problem and stuff, so. Uh, but that's a really fun backstory, which I'm sure we'll not get. So I don't know what they're going to show us. The next is Black Canaries, the chick holding the bat. Not sure what that's about. Um, and then Ian McGregor's Black Mask. He has no Black Mask on, which another fun, gruesome fact. Black Mask created his mask from the ebony coffin of his parents. That's fucking morbid shit. Thus, a guy named Black Mask. And then we see uh, Chris Messia as Victor Zaz. Doesn't look like he has any scars, but he's all covered up. He's got a jacket on. So surely to God, underneath that, he has fucking scars everywhere. He better have. That'd be awesome, right? But other than that, I mean, I don't really know if... um... Oh, okay. Thank you, Jay. Yes. David Kane was the mercenary's name. Uh, Now, yes, and... but she is she the daughter of Lady Shiva? I didn't know that. Okay, if I did, I for, had forgotten that. Yeah, Lady Shiva is her in uh, a dragon. Oh God, can't remember his first name, but like uh, not Johnny the Dragon, but something like that. These two are considered the top hand-to-hand fighters in the DC universe. Fucking Batman learned to fight from Lady Shiva, so. This just tells you how bad Cassandra Kane is. So really, really, really hyped to see what they do with her. I would rather see, instead of a Birds of Prey movie, that movie, Batgirl. But it's not going to happen. So anyway, just, and we call this into biz a segue from Batgirl. We're going to segue right into Batman. And some bad, 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 bad news today, or yesterday actually. Um, Ben Affleck will be no longer I'm really having some issues today no longer be Batman we're going to have a moment of silence for that <laughs> no um, I am I am bummed but Matt Reeves the director of Cloverfield is doing a Batman movie and he's going with a younger version which I get in a way I really do I don't know why Ben can't still be in the Batman movies, he's just not the young Batman, obviously, and this is going to be a story. Now, this is what what's really cool about about this is the story is um, he's going. He he wants to focus more on the detective side of Batman, which is one of my favorite aspects. And in the movies, you see a little bit of it, like especially in the Bale films, you probably seen more of it than you did in um, BBS or you know Justice League. You know, he's got crazy tech, right? But you don't really get to see the sleuthing skills that Batman has. Like, I always like it because he's, he's five steps ahead of everybody. He's the world's greatest detective. Well, we really haven't seen that. So he wants to do a movie focusing on that. That would be awesome. So I'm not going to shit on Matt Reeves' movie yet. But we, we talked about this on the, on the Nerds from Work one night. 
And we talked about how we feel like D.C., or I feel like D.C., really suffers from not having that singular vision of um, of a, a singular vision. They don't have it down the road. And what they've done is they've just let directors tell their story, and there's really no continuity. We're seeing it all the time. We're seeing it now with uh, Wonder Woman 84. And like everybody's like, well, wait a minute. Uh, this is kind of contradictory to what happened to BVS when she said she was gone for 100 years. Basically, they're saying, yeah, well, fuck it. We don't care. We're going to make a good movie. And part of me agrees with that philosophy. Just make a fucking good movie. That's all we really want to see. But, like, could could DC or Warner Brothers ever do a movie like Infinity War? No. We'll never see that. Because Infinity War was actually a culmination of 8 to 10 years of Marvel movies. To tell this one cohesive story. It's masterful when you think about it. It never really been done in Hollywood ever. So I really, it really sucks that we're not going to see that. The Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. It's not even going to be canon. Or what is canon? Right? DC has no canon to be honest. So we're just kind of winging it. And that's the way I like to put it. Uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. So... You know, uh, I wish DC all the best. I, lo- I loved Aquaman. I thought Wonder Woman was really good. Uh, I'm hoping for good movies coming forward, but I really think they suffer without that singular vision. But I will be buying my fucking ticket as soon as possible to see Matt Reeves' Batman. I'm very, very excited for that. Super duper excited for that, to be totally honest. Uh, so, Okay, so no more, uh, like I said, no more no more Batman. Uh, oh, and I had this little cool image, so I'm going to put it up here because that's Batman being a sleuth. Okay, that's Batman checking out somebody's condom on a, my, my, probably my condom, on a microscope. <laughs> what is it? What are you looking at there, Bruce? I mean, come on, man. It's fucking, what is that? A piece of gum? Well, you know, maybe you're not the world's greatest detective. Okay, so enough of that shit. All right, um, so now, all right. The expressway ride has come to an end. We are now traveling to Speculation Town. I know you guys love it when I do this. You love Speculation Town. I know you're bitching right now and you're going, man, he's fucking this bullshit. You love it. I know you love it. You love Speculation Town. So come on. Y'all in the back with me and I'm going to drive. So there has been rumor. And the only reason I give this rumor any kind of credibility at all is because I, I've seen some of this. And I know where this is coming from. So it could be true. It very well could be true. Now, um, all right. I've got it written down. So why don't I just finally look at my notes? All right. You, I know you think I've been looking at my notes, but I really haven't been. All right. Um, okay. There is talk that this person that could show up in Avengers Endgame is the Black Knight. Okay? Now, some of you are going, who? Okay, don't do that. Because, I'm going to tell you, the Black Knight was one of my favorite Avengers growing up. He's from the 60s Avengers squad. His name is, uh, it's Dane something. I got it written down here. Dane Whitman, maybe? Yep, here it is. Dane Whitman. Okay, he's from the 60s Avengers team. Um, now why is that, why, what has started this trend? Okay, Marvel has released 
re-released some classic comic books here lately. Reprints is what we call them, okay? They're usually not worth the paper they're printed on, all right? But they're great stories still. And a lot of these stories uh, have uh, featured Gamora, Thanos. Hell, they even had some, they redid some stories with Stormbreaker, which is Beta Ray Bill's uh, hammer from the comics, which Thor shows up with in Infinity War, right? So, well, a couple of these re-release stories really had nothing to do with any of that. And they were issue 71 and 343 of the Avengers, which featured the Black Knight. Now, interesting note, issue 71, which is a Black Knight story, a central figure of Black Knight, it's called Endgame. What's it about, Blazing Defender? Well, I'll tell you. It's about the Avengers are battling Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror is a time traveler in the comics. Okay? So they go, they, they battle Kang and die. The Black Knight goes back in time, saves the Avengers, and brings them back to life. Now, two serious story arcs there. Uh, the Avengers dying, which we've seen a lot of them, right? And then we we were th- we think we're getting time travel in Endgame. So, two plot points right there in issue 71 featuring the Black Knight. Now, there's, but his sword, his sword is called uh, the Ebony Blade, okay? And the Ebony Blade was supposed to make an appearance in Doctor Strange, the movie, and was pulled at the last second. Now, why do you think they pulled it at the last second? I don't know. What was it going to do? Was it just going to be hanging in the Summer Sanctorum? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, uh, but that's awful. It's awful weird. Oh, and it wasn't but a couple years ago that Guy Ritchie was supposed to make a movie with the Black Knight and Captain Britain. So Marvel has had their eye on Black Knight for some time now. Now, I mean, you know, what's the chances of him coming? I have no idea. They're probably slim to none. But it is odd that these re-releases have have all been with characters that we've seen in the movies other than this one right here. And there was like 20 releases, re-releases of of classic storylines. So it really makes you wonder like what we're going to see going forward, right? I don't know. So maybe, just maybe, in theory, it's not the Black Knight that shows up, but the Ebony Blade. Maybe it shows up and maybe Valkyrie has it. I don't know, but one of the things with the Ebony Blade was in the comics, if you killed somebody, it in, imbued the welder with this bloodlust. Like, you wasn't going to just kill one person. It was so much so that the Black Knight actually got rid of it uh, in one of the runs. I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it was an older comic, but basically they gave him a fucking lightsaber. So... He got rid of the Ebony Blade because he just couldn't control it no more because it gave, made him fucking crazy. Uh, I know some chicks that probably have an Ebony Blade in their purse because uh, they're fucking nuts. But yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I'm seeing if there's anything else that I might have missed about uh, that. But I thought, you know, the guy, Richie, I remember that because I remember all oh, the Black Knight, man. I dig the Black Knight. But, uh, oh, so, all right. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Here, I got another image for you guys. All right, so, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Would love to see the Black Knight because would that not would that shit not come out of, I mean, it just drop out of the sky. If you were sitting in the theater and seen Black Knight pop up, you'd be like, what the fuck? 
you know, or Dane, a guy named Dane Whitman. You're like, oh, fuck, I know where this is going. I watched the Blazing Defender. I know where this is going. So, all right. So, here you go. Now, uh, Frederick Debo is in the chat. He he dropped this tidbit on us the last show, posted the link. Uh, Prime Video was coming out with a new series called The Boys. Garth Enos' The Boys. This is, I fucking loved, 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 loved The Boys. Uh, so what's to love about it? I'm going to tell you. The Boys was a super-powered CIA team that overlooked or or they were overwatch over the superhuman com- community. Okay? And why? Well, just think about it. It's a very, very realistic approach to the superhero story. Because if we had superheroes in today's time, all right? Think about this. If we had superheroes in today's time, Fame, uh, being a celebrity, drugs, I mean, you name it, some people are going to fuck up. Even superheroes fuck up. Well, this group of superheroes really fucks up. And when they do, the boys come in. Billy Butcher, who's played by Kyle Urban, a dude, they couldn't have cast a better Billy Butcher. So I am super pumped about this. Prime Video is stepping up to the plate after seeing Netflix do what they did with uh, uh, their failing Netflix series, uh, but that's you know now canceled. But the, I mean, this is good, good stuff. And I believe it was the Nerds from Work that did a show just the other day about um, like should we be focusing on more indie, indie. Uh, products like the boys and uh huck and um let's see seven to eternity like some of these lesser known books that are just really really good and would really make good tv shows like get away from more mainstream marvel dc and go with something lesser known like the boys pretty cool stuff uh yeah when does it start that's a great question pat um let's see do i have that um no and they actually just released the trailer uh, just last week. It's on the Blazing Defender Report page. I posted the trailer, so go check it out. It looks really good, man. And again, like you said, super, super interesting. And yes, the Magic Order is stepping up the game. Um, Mark Millar's universe is coming to Netflix. And he's got a shit ton of properties that would be great books. Cannot wait for the Magic Order. Like... I mean, I was pumped for Deadly Class and still am. If you're not watching Deadly Class, you really fucking need to. Rick Remender's Deadly Class is on the Sci-Fi Network. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Uh, Magic Order, I really, really hope they keep it dark and gritty and adult like the comic book. Uh, Which, fun fact, why am I saying fun fact today? Like, it's, oh, hey, fun fact, kiddos. So, right. Throw poo. Like, I usually don't like y'all throwing poo at the screen because I know you do sometimes. You can throw poo when I say fun fact again. Fun fact. Uh, poo throw. That Garth Enos said that the boys is going to out-preach Preacher for violence and sex. <laughs> Dude, it's two stars already and it hasn't even aired yet. Garth Enos is saying this. Preacher's pretty violent, pretty sexual. Uh, but this is going to be on Prime, so you know titties and butts bouncing and everything that we like, blood splattering. It's going to be fan fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, okay. So uh, 
Reason Jamie said that she's read every book. I hope it's good. Me too. Huge fan of the boys. Like, loved it. I was really sad to see that end. So, I mean, and again, this casting looks amazing. So, oh, and don't think that they're just regular dudes policing these superheroes. Because they're not. So, uh, it, it, it's going to be fantastic. Cannot wait. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So, uh, the boys, Birds of Prey, Secret Avenger, Ben's gone. All right, guys. This is this is this is the nuts and bolts right here, baby boys. Um, we are into our comics section, and I've got some good ones. I've got some that I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for. Like I have a book that I've been wanting to talk about since it it restarted. It's been a book been around for a long time, and um. If you don't know what I'm doing, I'm stalling because there's an image that's off center and it's driving me nuts. And before I show it to you, I have to center it. <laughs> I'm stalling and trying to do two things at one time. I'm rambling, but here it is. Boom. Okay. <clears throat> and quick fact about this cover. This cover was done by Jeff Lamar. Now, if you watch this show, you know, you've heard me talk about Jeff Lamar a thousand times as a writer. Not as a comic book artist or an artist of any kind. I didn't know the motherfucker could draw a stick figure. And this is a fantastic cover. It's awesome. This is Weird, number one from Dark Horse Comics. This is the book that I told you guys I was going to start like reading a book just for no reason. Like it just looks cool. The cover looks cool. So I'll start reading it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I seen where Jeff Lemire did this cover. And I'm like, what? Like, weird. Hmm, I get it. It's play on words. Let's see how weird it is. Well, it's really, really fucking good. Um, yeah. Uh, Jace, are you saying the fuck because you didn't know Jeff Lamar Drew? Because I didn't either. So, he needs to write and illustrate a book, obviously, with chops like this. Maybe he's slow. I don't know. Um, the, the way I, under, I would describe weird is it's Hellblazer meets The Negotiator. Um, this book opens with our hero, Weird, uh, Jeff, no, let's see, do I have his first name? I don't even think they gave it, they just call him Weird, um, but it's obviously his name, right? Okay, so the book opens out with him jumping off a bridge, and he jumps off into a bridge and a car hits him, and as you can see, what's is really cool about this illustration is, oh, and who wrote it? Uh, I didn't even give you that. I usually do. It's Kurt Perns and Antonio Fuso. Antonio Fuso does the interiors. They look really, really good, as you can see right here. But, like, check out the boxes up here. Okay? The box up here and the box down here. Those are bones breaking. And there's several pages like this. Like, he gets into some scuffles and shit breaks. But he heals, like, Wolverine-like, like, very, very quickly. Well, he gets a call... Uh, or I'm sorry, a friend of his gets a call that, hey, uh, your boy Weird tried to kill himself. So he goes to the hospital and come to find out this guy is a CIA, FBI. He's into some weird shit. He starts telling Weird, I have another job for you. Okay. Um, what is the old English? that That's old English Anglo-Saxon spelling for and meant fate. Weird is the way weird is spelled. Oh, that's cool. Hey, guys, when you have a University of Louisville professor 
in your chat, you get cool shit like this. So I don't know what shows you're watching, but this is highbrow shit right here, yo. Highbrow. You know what I'm saying? Getting English lessons and shit in the chat. No, that's cool. Did not know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Steve. Um, <clears throat> Steve was my English professor. I know he's or he my English teacher in high school. I know he's probably not proud of that with some of the grammar I use, but I apologize. Uh, but yeah, that's really neat because um, that that I, I'm not going to spoil it, but this old English Anglo-Saxon spelling that actually I think plays into the story. Now that you say that, I'm have, I'm going to have to go back and reread. But this is a great, great opening issue, guys. So this is the next scene I want to show you. So Weird gets a job. He gets paid. Uh, and the guy's like, why are you trying to kill yourself? He goes, I'm going to keep doing it till it works. So does he heal or does he have some other like abilities? Because, I mean, if his bones just re reheal, then you could, I mean, you could drown. You could burn yourself to death. You know what I'm saying? So obviously he has like some type of healing factor a la Wolverine. But check this out. So he, he's, he's gone to Russia. He's contracted to go to Russia to take care of a super soldier experiment gone wrong. Now, check this out. This is where it really gets fucking interesting. Now, this is Dark Horse, remember? Dark Horse Comics, not Marvel. So here's the big guy up here in the top panel that he's fighting. Look at this second panel. It says U.S. Super Soldier. Does that not look like Captain America? Looks like Captain America, right? So uh, Weird obviously is... Obviously got some skills, some fighting skills. Uh, and as you see here, this giant monster that was killing people in this town was actually a Russian super soldier experiment gone wrong. So Weird was contracted to take him out. Like they couldn't even figure out who was killing people. And then finally he figured it out. And then he goes and hunts the guy down. It's really, really good, guys. Like... I'm totally on board. Like, weird, I am totally on board. Just for this first issue, looks really, really good. Um, yeah, so, let's see. Yeah, that's all I really have. Because if I say anything else, it's going to really kind of spoil some things at the end, and I don't want to do that. Because uh, I want you guys to read it for yourself. Because like I said, it's really, really good. Alright, next book is X-Force number two. Now, this is kind of a, uh, I don't want to call it a reboot, but it's kind of the rebooting X-Force a little bit. Um, and as you're going to see, the kid, in, the kid in the middle is actually Cable. Not a Cable, the Cable. This Cable, we're calling him Kid Cable, um, kills his future self because his future self wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and that's keep the timeline correct. Like, when a, abnormalities happen in the timeline, it's kind of like time cop, okay? Something bad happens, Cable is supposed to go through that time and correct it. Well, old Cable was letting the the young X-Men stay in this time. I'm getting in the weeds. I don't want to do that because it's really not necessary. But this is Cable. That's Deathlock, Shatterstar, Domino, Warpath, uh, and Cannonball, which is from Kentucky. Just, you know, FYI in case you're watching and you're from Kentucky um so this is a this was fantastic issue and I've got a fucking really cool splash I love splash pages and what a splash page is for you guys that don't know splash pages are pages that are really big and they take up like two pages so it's like booms a big splash art let's see here it is yeah here it is cool so, basically, what X-Force has been contracted to do is go into this country where they're rounding up mutants to 
um, to process them, so to speak, and experiment on them and basically kill them, um, the X-Force is tasked with going in and saving these people. All right, now, as you can see here, we've got Shatterstar on top. He's doing his thing. Cannonball's fucking shit up. Domino, Kid Cable over here. Deathlock has got this big Gatlin gun right here. I mean, this is just really, really cool. And here you see Warpath tearing the door off. Uh, this is just really cool seeing all X-Force come to work. Uh, I dig this. Like, I'm, I love splash pages. They, like, make comic books, right? Because it's, it's about the art, man. So, you know, that was just an awesome, awesome page to see come to life. And I thought this, the art, uh, the uh, it's Ed Bryson and Dylan Burnett. Never really seen Dylan, Dylan Burnett do anything before. Like, he's not on my radar. But this was really, really, really cool. Uh, let me see if I have another page. Yeah, I got another page right here. So, one of the reasons X-Force is there is because they're, they're this, this uh, country, it's called Transnia. Transnia, they're getting weapons that Cable said that are way in the future. So, how are they getting these weapons? Well, it's this cat right here. Now, look at this bottom panel. See his visor? It's very Eternals looking. Now, you guys that know comic books and have been around Marvel for a while, you kind of know what I'm talking about. It's got His whole outfit's kind of got this Eternals vibe. Now, spoiler alert, it's really a spoiler. This dude doesn't last long. And it's kind of like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? So, obviously, somebody from the future is fucking with this timeline. So, Cable and X-Force are going to have to figure it out. This was a great book. Oh, Weird, I gave a 7.5. I thought Weird was really, really good. I'm giving X-Force number 2 a 7. Definitely, definitely a solid outing for Ed Bryson and, and uh, this Dylan Burnett cat. Uh, good artwork. It, it kept me intrigued. It was really, really good. You guys, if you're an X-Force fan, you should definitely check it out because you know Deadpool's going to make an appearance either sooner or later. All right. Next book on the list, Teen Titans Annual. Now, you guys know how I feel about annuals. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you. Annuals, for the most part, are big money grabs. I call them money grabs. They're usually really thick. They cost nowadays they cost five or six bucks but they were always a couple bucks more than a regular book because it had more pages right well it would have like five stories that were like three pages long and have a different artist and it really meant nothing like very few of these little short stories amounted to shit in the, in the grand scheme of things you might get a good one every once in a while but it's wasn't worth cover price so when i looked at this i really liked the cover i love damian wayne as robin he's the biggest dickhead like and you'll, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying when I tell you how this comic goes. This basically is a big fight scene between Red Rob or Red Hood and Damian Wayne. Now, guys that go, run these comic groups that uh, argue about who could beat who, this comic is going to be fucking dissected and screenshotted for years. Because it's a good fucking fight scene by two of the best hand-to-hand -hand guys in the dcu now i know i was talking about shiva and them earlier these guys are lower tier than shiva and dragon but and batman but they're both trained by batman who's one of the best right this is a fantastic uh this is really, really, like it's it's just fun and it's brutal and like this is what i'm talking about like 
it goes back and forth. I really didn't know if they were going to give us a winner or not. Because, you know, comic books do that. Like, in anything where you Batman fights Captain America or Superman fights Iron Man or whatever, they always end up, like, it usually ends up as a fucking draw. There's no clear-cut winner. Not so here. A very, very clear-cut winner. Uh, and again, you, you love to see Damien just get handed his ass. And that's what he does here. Um, I know a lot of you guys are like Red Hood fans. And um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, reason Jamie said I love Damien. Yeah, I do too. And I, I don't, it's because we're assholes maybe reason? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why I like him so much, but I just fucking do. Like, He's just such an asshole. Now, he was raised by the League of Assassins and Ra's al Ghul and Talia Ghul. So, the kid's just fucked up. And he's got Batman as a dad, which is cool as that sounds to us. If it's in real life or in, in, in comics, it's probably not a good thing. So, but yeah, this was a really, really good issue. A lot of fun. A lot of ass kicking. And... The people that are Red Hood fans, you're gonna you're gonna want to be screenshotting this thing in your comic groups for sure. But I gave this a uh, what I give this? Did I give it anything? I gave it a seven and a half. I just gave it a seven and a half, man, because I thought it was fun. And like, there is a story, and it goes along with what's going on in uh, the Teen Titans book. This is all fallout from Robin thinking the Red Hood sold him out. So Robin goes to confront him. Without having all the facts, okay? You got a lot to learn there, Damien. You want to be the next Batman, you got a lot to learn. Um, not so much on the detective part as Damien. He just really likes to kick ass. But it's a good, good issue. You should definitely check it out. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy it, but definitely definitely try to try to view it online or something. Okay, uh, what do we got next? Oh, okay, we're going to do this one next. All right, this is one of my favorite fucking writers right now. Uh, his name's Tom King. That's the guy Marv Wolfman wanted to work with. Whoa, where's it at? There it is. Okay. And uh, Mark Mann, fucking beautiful artwork. Uh, Heroes in Crisis is basically a pretty, pretty hard-hitting story right now about PTSD in, in the comics community. Or not the comics community, in the superhero community. Like, you know, soldiers, first responders, and everybody... You know, like everybody talks about PTSD, right? Well, just think if there were superheroes, like in the real world, they've they're going to see some pretty fucked up shit and have to do some fucked up shit. So they're going to get PTSD too. So this is a, a you know a, a bigger story dealing with today's issues. Tom King's a fantastic writer. Tom King is a very long long road writer, very down the road kind of guy. Like he sets up things for there to be a payoff at the end heroes of crisis is no different uh but basically you got um a group or i'm sorry a um location called sanctuary and it was created by batman and superman for superheroes to go to uh, total total anonymity like they can um they, they don't have to it's ran by robots with crypt Kryptonian AIs, so they can talk to these people, they can get help that they need, they can just talk about what's bothering them, and no one will ever know. No one will know their secret identities, no one will know their problems. Nothing was recorded, but it was. And that's not supposed to be possible. So, that's an issue. They still don't know who killed all these superheroes. Now, when I say killed, 
they killed a bunch of superheroes. They were on issue five. In issue one, you find out, uh, you know, Barry Allen was killed. All right. So, uh, no, I'm sorry, Wally West, not Barry Allen. Whoa. Wally West was killed and they just brought him back for rebirth. So it's kind of like, oh my God, they just killed Wally West. So who are the two main suspects right now? Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. Okay. So Booster's on the run. Harley's on the run. Uh, And of course you've got Batman, Superman, everybody's trying to figure this out. Well, that's the reason. Oh, and like, this was weird. And I'm going to show you this image. Like Superman is doing this speech to address the public because the public is fucking freaking out. Okay, so you've got Superman, you've got all these superpower beings, and now you find out that they're kind of fucked up. Like, holy shit, they've got like basically a clinic for superheroes that don't have their head right. That's scary shit, right? So Superman is trying to prepare this speech to address the public to let people know hey, we're still people and we still deal with shit just like cops, just like first responders. I mean, he says a lot of that in his in his presentation. But as he's doing this, they're showing these images and like this image here, I have no idea who this is. Now, this, this dialogue, that's Superman. He's talking, okay? And that's the reason it looks like it's being broadcast because he's actually at a podium giving a, uh, a, um, a service announcement to the public. So this image pops up. I'm like, who is this chick? Why is there a dragon there? Like, I want to know. Like, I have no idea. So, and it's just beautifully illustrated, right? Let me see. Oh, I have a splash page here for you. Yeah, man. We get crisis splashes. Oh, this is the first page. Now, this is Booster and Blue Beetle, which is his best friend. And if you if you don't know about Booster Gold, he's kind of like... Oh my God, like he's, he's so dumb and him and blue beat, like he's on the run right now and you can see they're eating pizza. He's got his shoes off, but he's thinking about like how to get out of this jam he's in. And he's like, you know what? I bet you Barry Allen has already figured out a bunch of clues about who killed everybody at sanctuary. Like he doesn't remember if he did it or not. Okay. So blue beetles like, man, you're crazy. So what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to run in there and hit him. And knock him out and then check his clues and see if we could figure it out. And Blue Beetle's like, that's the worst plan I've ever heard. He goes, I know, but they won't think of it because it's the worst plan and they're smart and we're not. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, I do it. No, I don't do it any justice at all. But yeah, that's that's basically what he's trying to do here. Okay, so they do it and it works somewhat. Uh, they get Barry Allen the Flash. They incapacitate him. I'm not going to tell you how they do it. It was kind of funny. So here they're looking at his clues. Well, here's Wally West. They're viewing Wally West's body. So we find out that Booster Gold, he can actually, because he's a time traveler. Didn't know if you knew that. He's a time traveler. He can actually look at the body and see how old it is. This Wally West is five days older than Wally West should be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, big, big clue. I wonder why Batman couldn't figure this out. But, he didn't. 
uh, World's Greatest Detective. Maybe it's Booster Gold's World's Greatest Detective. So, like, and I don't know if we knew that Booster Gold had this ability or not. Maybe it's just something they made up for the story. I don't know. But it makes sense. He's a time traveler, so maybe he can see that. So, this was really, really cool. Uh, I, I, I dig this. I like Tom King's writing. I know some some people are loving this. Some people are fucking hating it. You're just going to have to read it for yourself. It's not something that you need to read a bunch of other comics around. It is a DC big event, but you can still like read this story and, and get uh, and get it. Uh, what did I spoil? What did I spoil, Jay? Um, has a hard on for Booster Gold. Yeah, a lot of people, two idiots. Yes. Uh, Detective Chimp could be better than Batman. I think they did a uh, story, and it, it it was one of those they both solved it at the same time kind of deal. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know if I, would I spoil Jay because it's like I said, it's on issue five. They all got killed in issue one, dude. That was over a month ago. That's not a spoiler alert. Um, and it's it's you don't even know who killed them. You just they just find bodies. And thus the mystery starts. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not like I spoiled anything. And I hope I didn't because there, there's been nothing really to spoil because we haven't learned anything yet. Harley is hanging out with Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl believes Harley's story. Should she? I don't know. But Harley's saying that Booster Gold did it. Booster's saying Harley did it. Uh, they had a big fight in like issue two. It was really, really cool. Um, but like, you know, man's art is fantastic. I love, love, love Tom King's writing. So if you like Tom King's writing and you really want like a good, uh, PTSD story, which is, I don't, that's kind of an oxymoron. There is no good PTSD story, but it, it, it brings awareness and it's, it's just really, really good. Um, and like I said, just buy it for the artwork, man. He's got like a big shot of Harley, like a full page shot that I was going to, I was going to put in, but I didn't. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's just, his artwork is fantastic. So, and uh, the action has been really good too. And that's always important in a comic book. All right, guys, my pick of the week. Um, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to have this book as pick of the week. It is Captain America. Number seven by Tanishi Coates. Now, if that name sounds familiar, um, you're a big novel reader. <laughs> okay. Like, he's a big novelist. He's gotten into comic books. Not sure why. Maybe he just loves them. Uh, he did the Black Panther book. He did a book called Wakanda Forever. Um, I just don't think Tanishi Coates is that good. Um, I've read just about everything he's put out. Nothing has hit me. When I heard he was going to be on Captain America, I was excited because I seen an interview with him, and he really seemed to understand the character. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Maybe this is his jam. It hasn't been until this issue. This issue's been fantastic. It all is coming from the fallout of Captain America being the Supreme Commander, which Nick Spencer gave us a fucking turd a few years ago that went on for way too fucking long. But basically, Captain America was a bad guy. Uh, killed a shit ton of people, but it really, really wasn't him. But people still associate Captain America with the Supreme Commander. So Steve Rogers is trying to battle that persona. Well... Jane or um, Theodore Ross has been killed, and it looks like um, no, he has written a novel. Uh, he's written several novels. Apparently, um, I had a guy send me one that he thought that I should read. Um, yeah, so he no, he's a novelist. Uh, he actually won an award 
for a novel. I don't remember it. I didn't read it. Uh, I'm sure it was great. But here's what every novelist that came into the comic books that didn't start in comic books. You don't have a thousand pages to tell your story. You've got 20, uh, maybe not even 20. So you really need, and they're three, three ninety nine, two ninety nine, whatever they are a pop. You've got to give me very good bits of the story and keep continuing to tell me that story. But you've really got to make it entertaining while you do it. Um, this uh, Andy Kubert has been on the the arts or the the arts, <laughs> the illustrations of this book. It's been really good. I'm going to show you some of it now. Um, uh, let's see here. Let me show you a good one. Yeah. Okay. So Ross has been killed. All signs point to Captain America. His spine was severed with a disc like object. They put cap at the scene. Cap of course didn't do this, but he's being framed. Now, if your best buddy was framed for something, you know, he didn't do what are you going to do. You're going to do everything to help him, right? Well, lo and behold, Cap's got a pretty damn good friend in the Winter Soldier and Bucky Barnes. So Bucky goes to the Nowhere Bar, which that's a like a that's a gay bar here in Louisville. Uh, I don't know why I whispered that. Like, there's nobody up here. Why did I whisper that? Um, but like, it's a gay bar here in Louisville. But in the comics, it's a bar where all the supervillains hang out, and like everybody kind of knows it. But they're kind of like B-rate supervillains. Well, Bucky goes to Nowhere Bar and trashes it. And right here, he's beaten up. It kind of looks like Wolverine, right? Well, it's the Owl, which is a Spider-Man rogue. But he fucking beats the shit out of these guys wanting to know who killed Ross. Because he's going to get his buddy out of a jam, right? Well, I wanted to show you this because the, the bar fight was, like, awesome. So, like, and you can see here, Bucky shatters this dude's tip fib. I mean, just fucking breaks it. So, like, he's going to get some fucking answers. Well, there's a great, great, great scene with the owl basically telling Barnes off. Like, Barnes has kicked everybody's ass. He grabs the owl, and he's like, you're going to fucking tell me who killed Ross. And the owl gives it to him. Like, motherfucker, you ain't better than me. You've done some fucked up shit, but you come in here like you're holier than that. Like, he's like, you can keep beating me all you want. It ain't going to change who you are either. Like, I was like, damn, the owl just told Bucky off all shit. So, you know, Bucky's just kind of like, you know, fuck you. Like, Bucky can't argue with that, right? So, great, great, great scene that's outside of the main storyline. So, I love it when writers do that. That's fantastic. Now, this page here, you're going to be like, why are you showing this page? This page is weak. Yes, it is, but it's the dialogue. And I don't know if you can read that or not, but it's basically him and Sharon. Cap has finally decided to turn himself in. There's no way around it. And she's like, you can't do this. This is not right. You didn't do this. You know you didn't do this. He goes, but it doesn't make any difference. People are still putting the Supreme Commander on me. And they look at this uniform. They look at the shield. It used to represent something else. And it doesn't. She goes, a country should represent dreams and hopes. And he's like, it should. But this isn't, this isn't what they want. This is what they want now is me. So, basically, Sharon's telling him she'll never give up on him, and she'll never give up fighting for him. And at the last panel, he goes, I count on it. And he gives her the shield. Okay? Uh, this just a, It's just, and I really, really paraphrase that whole scene, but it was 
fucking superbly written. And it's just like, I mean, like, when, when you read a comic book and you get emotional, this is fucking good writing, man. Like, it's really, really, really good writing. Uh, the bar with no name. Okay, yeah. I called it no name bar, but yeah, because that's what it is here. Um, so, yeah, just a fantastic scene. Like, this scene right here lets me know Tanisha Coates gets this character it's just, it's awesome. I love this scene. And then I won't tell you how this book ends, but all I'll say is Daughters of Liberty. Daughters of Liberty. That's all I'll say. And it was a very fucking cool moment. I was like, Who, who's this? So not only did Kenishi Coates give me a fantastic issue, he progressed the story. He got me coming back like, Cannot wait for Captain America number eight next month. That's what a comic book writer is supposed to do as opposed to like a novelist. So very well done, brother. Maybe all your forays in the comics that didn't work out, you know, you finally kind of you kind you finally kind of got it. So uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through the chat. Uh but yeah, fantastic issue. I give it an eight and a half. Man, I, I could probably give this a nine if I think about it. But when I write, when I write, when I read them, and I reread them, I always read them twice. I write my notes down, and then I give a score because it's basically what um, what I thought of that it deserves at the time. But it's just a good book, man. And I'm just so happy that Tanishi Coates is like, I think he's got it now. And and this is my favorite character, you know, him and Batman, Thor. You know, they're my top three. Cap. He's always been my top guy, and I haven't had a comic book to get excited about in a long time with him in it, especially his solo book, uh, because like I said, Nick Spencer shit on him for three, four years, Jason. Jason Jones may know, like, we used to talk about Nick Spencer's Captain America book and just loathe his fucking name. Um, I was throwing poo. I'm like, you motherfucker, you know. So, um, yeah. Glad he gets it, man. And it's a fantastic book. So, yeah. Um, you might want to get... I, I See, I just don't think... Like, okay, this is the trouble with comics. That was issue seven, right? Um, the six leading up to this, yeah, I guess you need to read those so you get the gravity of this book. But I feel like the first two or three issues were setting up the villains, and we still really don't know who they are. Like, we know Hydra's part of it, or part of Hydra's, you know, I mean, it's still a little convoluted. He's still got some making up to do, don't get me wrong, but this is a fantastic um, a fantastic addition to something that I think has got a lot of promise going forward. He's Canadian, what do you expect? I didn't know he was Canadian, I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, guys, so, hey, that's it, that's all I got for you. Um, I want to thank you guys again for, for showing up. Uh, I love the chat. I know it's a Friday show. It's a little different than what I normally do. But to get the books read and to get the show ready, sometimes it takes me a few days. I would love to give you like a day that I'm going to do shit. But I just can't. I try to get it out when I know a couple days in advance and I send the invite out and everything. But guys, do me a favor. If um, you, if you know somebody you think might like the show, send them a link. Send them iTunes. Send them one of these. Send them uh, the video. Just send them to the Facebook page and, and tell them I do a live show. And just like follow the page to find out when the live show is going to be. Um, but, you know, that's how... That's how I'll get out there to more people. And I met two guys in the gym the other day that they're from Louisville. And one of the guys was like, dude, I told you the Blazing Defender worked out here. And I was like, 
what? You know, and he was like, man, I watch your show, love it. You know, my, I'm not into comics, but my kids love the movies and, and I watch your show. It's entertaining and it keeps us up to date on what's going on. And, and we steal your shit all the time and tell our kids, you know, so they think we're like super smart, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like this is the best compliment anyone's ever given me. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, steal away, brother. Steal away. So, uh, they're like, yeah, man, we're going to go back and tell them, uh, you know, about the cat being a flarkin. And cause I talked about that a couple shows ago and, you know, they were like, what are you talking about, dad? You don't know anything. And so he's like, I'm Googling it and I didn't know what to, how to spell it. And it was just a great story. But again, they were given that show by somebody on Facebook that they, you know, they're like, Hey man, we know you like the movies. You might, you might like this guy. So if you could do that for me, that'd be great. Just just get the word out. Uh, really sorry about how tongue-tied I was tonight. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, sometimes it gets a little difficult when I'm trying to read the chat. I'm trying to read my notes. I'm trying to look in the camera. It's, it's just a little too much for me sometimes. Uh, I need a man in the chair. That's what I need. I need Casey Strolls to be my man in the chair. But, uh, guys, got some big shows coming up for you. The Road to 100 is continuing next week. The it, Episode 100 is going to be as big as I can make it. So... Please stick around. Please keep following the Facebook page. Turn your notifications on. And that way, when I go live or I post something about an event, you'll get it. That way, you'll know ahead of time. But, guys, that's all I have. Enjoy your Friday. I hope you had a beer. hope you had some fun. And uh, get out to your local comic shops, man, and, and, and support support that genre. And, and that way... It's, you know, digital is always going to be there, but I feel like maybe in 20 years, there's not many comic shops left and we don't want that. So keep, keep that coming and, and get out there and just experience it. Let's just walk into a comic shop, man. And just, you, you're going to see something from your child and be like, oh man, I had one of those. Or it's just going to be, just going to be a cool experience for you and your kid, or maybe just yourself. You never know. Uh, but I always like to end the show on something positive. Not that's not positive. Uh, comic shops going away is not positive, but um, the world's crazy right now, guys, with all this political shit and government shutdown and people getting shot and it's just crazy. So if, if we all just take a moment to do something nice for somebody, just treat somebody like we'd want to be treated, use a turn signal, open a door, say thank you, say excuse me, just a little something just to make the world a better place. Uh, that's going to go a long way. If everybody does that, it's just going to go a long way. So I know I struggle with, with being positive all the time, but, uh, it's just something we got to do. Right. So I'm asking you to do that for me. I'm going to do that for you guys. And, uh, I'll be back next week with more comics and more speculation town. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for watching, tuning in. I'll see you. Peace.